Good morning, this is Hot 100 Presents Empty Talk, a podcast where we talk, debate, review and create film and TV content, mainly from Britain. My name is Madulani and I'm here with Michael Hanna. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Empty Talk. We are on episode six. Six. We are on episode six and this is a special one because today we have a special guest. Yes, this is our first ever interview, and mm. this special guest has the honor and privilege of, you know, helping us. Helping, <laughs> helping, helping, helping us, helping us continue to make podcasts. Um, he is a poet. He is a producer, um, a writer, and an all-round all right guy. <laughs> um, He's a basic bitch. Thomas Roberts, or and or probably better, better known as probably Tom Foolery. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I appreciate it. It's <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Well, I was just saying um, before we started that I look forward to boasting that I was the first in-person guest in years to come. Yeah, yeah man. When we're um, rich and famous like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, my God. You have the privilege. Do you know she's only got 24 hours in a day? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yes, I know. Yes, and yes. this is what we're choosing. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Some people, some people make sweet dreams or beautiful nightmares, and um, and we make pods. And we make podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, I, I used to say that a lot, though. I did used to say that I've got the same twenty four yeah. hours as Jay Z. To be fair, and so did yeah. Molly May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't turn, didn't turn well. out well. Uh, it made me hyper aware that I could say one thing right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> Get out later. of here. Pretty little See you things will be like goodbye tom <laughs> you were this close <laughs> you're this close tom we had the hoodies ready <laughs> oh man oh so, so tom thank you for joining us um it would be great if you just gave gave us like a little bit of an intro for our audience um who you are what yeah. you do um just so we have a better understanding of who you are as a person with pleasure um my name is tom i went to uni with michael Indeed. Um, and that's how i know this lovely couple and uh while i was at uni uh, i started i was very interested in filmmaking and playwriting and a bit of acting and all of these things and i i think that's why you go to you need to discover what you like because you yeah. you're allowed to fail there and there's a big safety net in the sense of failing doesn't mean you can't pay your rent anymore you're, you're yeah. given this three-year bubble of try things see what works for you so true and it was in that period of time that i realized i quite like performing uh poetry mm. in open mic nights and i wanted to give myself a little character so i started um i created the pseudonym tom foolery for mm. whenever i got up and performed poetry and had a bit of fun with it and did a lot of uh, fundraisers for shows that yeah. Michael and I were involved with. Did a lot of those. Loads of loads of those. Yeah. And then um and did a few like little projects like uh, Words First in Manchester and some stuff with um some stuff uh, with home and things like this. And then when when I left uh, when I left uni in, in twenty sixteen, um it was a side thing, but I wasn't really pushing it. Mm -hmm. Uh I, I, I think I spent the years twenty sixteen to twenty twenty uh, focusing a lot more on filmmaking yeah yeah and then in 2020 we had the pandemic i was locked down in my home and i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that back out mm. yeah and i had a video go viral and it's been my full-time job uh, yeah. for the last two years man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the, and the and the poem was a great realization great realization yeah. uh came out in april of 2020 which was a strange period of time for everyone because the pandemic it it felt to me like the pandemic started in 
March because that's when yeah. it was going on in uh, China and on the cruise ship uh, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the beginning of 2020. But in mm-hmm. March, it was when it was like, oh, we have to lock down now. Yeah. yeah. I have to move back to my dad's now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've got For a homeschool now, all of these things. For so that's yeah. when it became very real to me. And yeah. suddenly I had all this had all this time on my hands. Yeah. And um, for, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be boring because I've said this many times, but no, for the sure. first few weeks, I just thought, let's wait it out. Yeah. Mm. And then it kind of, I started to get the feeling that it wasn't going to go quickly. Mm. Um, so I started just making these poetry videos around the house with Kai and Sora, my little brother and sister. And yeah. Yeah. the great realisation just was the fourth one we made and it went, yeah. went berserk. Yeah, that's mental. That I saw that like the concept of things going viral still amazes me. I'm like, there's because I I genuinely believe that like there's no formula to making something go viral. I've I think been asked for it mm. every, yeah. time, every time, every <laughs> single time I do, do a um, every time I do a a corporate a brand partnership. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I can guarantee you that will be said in the pre-interview where we're agreeing the terms is. Yeah. Can we have something like the great realization that really yeah. resonates with people? It's like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I knew the secret sauce, I'd make it every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'll be just shooting it's out so those hard. poems. I'll be shooting yeah. out those TTRs, bro. <laughs> no, fucking That's hell. so funny. Um, so the podcast today, um, the is called making content and building a brand. It's highs, lows, and trip ups. So um, I think me and Amelda thought that it would be. Great to talk to you because um, I think coming from coming from university and both of us all both of us all of us actually have lots of creative friends um, and we're and a lot of our friends are kind of either trying to build brands or to build some form of like entertainment business. Yeah. I thought you were the best person to talk to about like everything because obviously the brand the brand's going really 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 well. And yeah. congratulations by the way because it's two years of two years of it's it is of it. From what I know and what I assume, it's obviously a great thing to have a viral moment, but yeah. it wasn't. It, it's also it's also a lot of fucking graph because you now have a, a absolute company. Well, I, yeah, I said this. I've said this to you before, but when when it happened, um, for the first twenty four hours, you're just shocked and a bit overwhelmed, and you're calling your family and, and saying this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of the things I remember most clearly about the whole experience was I just had this feel. I actually. Uh, I went to uh, I went I went for a long walk um, because I've never had my phone go crazy like this or my yeah. social medias go crazy like this and, mm. and suddenly you know you, you, it's very shocking yeah it's a very yeah, shocking yeah. transformation and the the feeling that I had was I thought okay I, I went for a long walk and I sat down on this on this um on this like park bench and I just thought okay either this can be a really nice drinking story in years to come mm. and I'll be in the pub with my mates and I'll be like oh guys like the, that one time I had that video that went nuts like yeah. that or if I um, if I you know um, make the right decisions mm. I think this could become my job now yeah. I think this could be this could be a business yeah. and I really wanted that mm. uh, I really wanted that because and I know that you both have as well um, I've worked many um, jobs in my life where I didn't necessarily feel like they were the things that I wanted to spend all of my time doing. Yeah. And suddenly here was this opportunity to spend my time doing something that that is really um, rewarding, mm. and gratifying. And I was like, if this, if it can, and and if it can't, that's fine. But mm. I don't want I don't want with hindsight. I don't want to look back and think 
it's because I was lazy or because mm. I because I didn't do things that I could have done mm. or because I was complacent. Yeah. Or because I or because I just wrote that one poem for six months yeah. and yeah. didn't make anything new. Yeah. You know, like really, many I, singles. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I yeah, thought, yeah, I, thought I thought I can't be the guy in a year yeah. going, has anyone heard the great realization? Yeah. Like, you have to do more stuff. Mm. You know, you have mm. to do more stuff. So yeah, I remember that feeling. Mm. And that and that's that's all to do with that's why I was like, I've got to build a brand. Mm. A brand where people know what to expect from the brand and the great realization is a part of that. Yeah. But it isn't that. That yeah. whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted to ask, um, how because obviously you did film in uni and you're a filmmaker of sorts. Um how how is it combining your love for poetry as well as and performing and becoming a brand as well as being a filmmaker and wanting to like you know still being interested in something that you studied and something that you're you know you do yeah i um so so i didn't when i was at when i was at university when i was at school all, all, i think this is true for lots of um creative people but all of the time really i've not uh i've not ever been able to tell anyone with real certainty what i was going to end up doing yeah specifically yeah. you know That's very um, true. but yeah. but 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 I had I had good feelings about areas. Yeah. yeah. So, so I went I went to uni to do English and drama. And the, uh, for anyone who's ever done that, the most frequently asked question by their parents perhaps is, what does that lead to? Because yes. parents know if your kids Still go to do it. medicine, shout uh, out to mum. They know you're going to be a doctor. <laughs> or, or if you go to do law, you're going to be a lawyer. But yeah. When you go and do English and drama, they think, what are you going to be? Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a writer? Do you want to yeah. be a presenter? What do you, what do you want to yeah. be? A journalist? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also we don't we don't actually get we don't get the questions about do you want to do you, do you want to build a brand do you want do you want to go into do you want to be a produ like an actual producer mm. do you want to be a first ad well, do you want to be a dramaturg we don't get that, that. Yeah. Think, a lot of our parents I don't think know that. the i think the next generation might have a more sympathetic time in yeah. that situation yeah. because we're seeing people make uh really uh successful livelihoods for themselves yeah. off the back of yeah. a YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. Brand TikTok. or a podcast yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or TikTok yeah. or, or yeah. anything. Yeah. Um but obviously our parents didn't grow up with that. So for them yeah. for them it's like he 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 just wants to be a bohem a bohemian. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Drink away his twenties and yeah. spend all spend all of his money and and, yeah. And, yeah. Do, and lie about and do nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Um so there's that. But I my personality, and I and I've seen this, I've seen I've seen that because I've known you guys for for some years now, and I've seen this mm. from both of you too. Is I just get interested in things and I wander in that direction and just have a big old explore. Yeah. yeah. So when when I was at uni, I was really interested in there was a, there was a wonderful th theatrical scene mm. and um, theatre. The good thing about theatre is it's it's a real uh, gesture towards creativity in the mm. sense you don't need a lot of money. To yeah. make a really good play, yeah. yeah. If you've got things like other students that are willing to give their time for free, yeah. If you use your imagination and creativity, I mean, I've seen Michael make a ton of plays with a budget of nil. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Have been so provocative, yeah, and, and yeah. Exciting. Moving, yeah. So that's a really good place because film costs more money. Mm. So much it, money. It just costs more money, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I don't skills are all transferable. Yeah, it's just all transferable. Oh, so it's yeah. like okay, so. Okay, so you've got this theatre over here, and you've got all these years to practice. It's like, okay, I'm going to learn how to work with actors. Mm. I'm going to learn how to how to um, uh, tell a story. Yeah, all of these things. But then um, you get out of university, and I remember there was because uh, I made a play called Lion Man. Michael mm. made uh, Grey in the I Garden. Did. I did yeah. Catch. Yeah. Michael did One O Two, and yeah. then 
and then we started exploring film and then mm. it was yeah. almost like this this character of me yeah. was like I just spent all this time in this area and then it's like let's go and explore yeah and in in those three years I felt I felt okay how do you raise money yeah yeah you know, how do you how do you make a budget how do you um you know how do you organize a crew yeah you know, um deal with deal with all these things that you don't have to do in um, yeah in theater, theater yeah. and then you kind of get a bit of an idea about that and then and then i mean when the pandemic started i f- felt like i'd learned all this stuff about filmmaking but then social media filmmaking is a uh, social media oh. content let's completely, call it content creation yeah. completely, completely different, different game yeah. Like, yeah but i almost felt like i went okay here's theater here's film and we made this beautiful film michael was ad yeah. i was a producer yeah melda was uh head of head of the entire costume department yeah it was called hilda yeah. yeah um so we made this incredible film took us three years to make and then you start what well, i started working as a content creator and it's not yeah. the same but no. there are so many it's transferable so skills. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. I know how to set up a camera and, and sound. And I know a bit about storytelling. And, yeah. Okay. And I used to like writing poetry. Yeah. Mm. You know, and, and you kind of, all my life, I've been yeah. trying to just gather skills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I feel like in 2020, it was like, based on the ingredients that I've assembled, what can I cook? Mm. You know, what can I make? And what mm-hmm. I could make in that moment were, were poetry videos for social media. And yeah. it's not to say that I was, banking that that was going to work and if mm. and if nothing had happened mm. i think i would have just wandered in a different, in a different direction, direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah i feel like that's a really beautiful way of putting it i think because it's like life should be seen as almost like a massive playground where mm. you're just going on a journey and playing in, on loads of different things like today i'm on the roundabout and yeah. tomorrow i'm on the swings and yeah and and i think unfortunately a lot of us weren't necessarily raised in that way where it was because yeah. the first thing you get asked when you're in school is what do you want to be mm-hmm. and which is a hard question yes, yes. yeah it's like i could anyone who ever asked me that in my life i could never have told them this yeah and anything i would have told them would have been less spectacular than yeah. the last two years yeah so it's yeah, like yeah answering that question is actually diminishing what could be mm. because the world's so much stranger than mm. what could be yeah mm. you know? yeah mm. i mean mm. And mm. you never know i feel like and I remember going, I was like, with my kids, I never want to ask them, what do you want to be? It's like, yeah. what are your passions? What do you and enjoy? What, what yeah. do you enjoy? Like, go in that direction, figure it out. Yeah. Like, you know, because I think we grow up and it's like, by the time you get to, um, you have to make the choice of what you want to do by the time you're like, how old are you? Like, like 14, 15 to like do, yeah. what do you like? These are your options in, in GCSE. Then it's like in college, you're choosing what you want to do and then mm-hmm. you're like homing it in. It's, all, it's the, all just breaking down, isn't it? Yeah. Until you get to uni, you get, it's one. You go from like one. 12 to five to one. Yeah. yeah. And then, it was just so quick, but such you're a quick like, time. But you're like 18. Yeah. How are you supposed to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of the 70 years you're yeah. going to live? Well, the, yeah. the ironic thing is I actually think... Um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think we as a culture go to university too early in the sense that mm. since I left university, I've read more books. Yep. I've learned more about the world. Yep. Wow. I, I've yeah. taken life more seriously than I did when I was there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not, no, no, people, pe- people, people do whatever, do whatever's right for them. But mm-hmm. I almost mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like if I, if I went now, I would have a completely different experience mm. because of, um, mm. you know, because of uh, your maturity or whatever. And I, I had a wonderful time. I, I'm not, I'm not um, uh, sad about the time that I had there. But, um, you know, I feel like a lot of opportunities were gra- seized by um, enthusiasm. Me and Michael did 
almost everything extracurricular yeah. that was available. But curric- in terms Literally. of the, the, the actual curriculum, um, I don't know if I don't know if I was um, switched on enough to yeah. see the value in it, yeah. which I have yeah. done since leaving. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, f- I felt like that. I think my uni experience was uh, not like yours, and that, in hindsight, was a massive shame because I think, obviously, knowing Michael so long, mm. um, in uni, I think we'd always like talk on the phone and stuff, and he'd be like, oh, "I'm so busy, I'm doing this, I'm doing that," and I, we were in uni like at the same time, yeah. and I was like. How are you so busy? Like, what are you doing? Mm. I don't. I, it's like I don't understand <laughs> how. This yeah, is the thing. Like, what are you doing? Because I was, I was saying to Amelda, it would be like, okay, we're going to. Um, I am third year. I am drama chair. I am doing a full full play that I've written, but then also I'm in a band. Uh, but then also I'm doing um a, a student liaison committee with Tom. Um and um so on Wednesday I've got a meeting with Alison Jeffers and Steve Bottoms to talk about maybe how we can make drama a little bit more accessible with the students and come up with some ideas with Tom and we're going to talk to us to the teachers. Then all then I would then be like, okay, actually then I've got a rehearsal for my play. Then I've got and then I've got to go to four lectures. But then after that, um there's a party we're going to go to but before that party i'm going to play with my band at the at the fundraiser and we're going to go and get drunk afterwards and then next thing you know it's three o'clock in the morning and you're fucking eating an, um, uh, an indian takeaway and then you wake up <laughs> the and mile. then you're on the mile and then you wake up the next day to do it all over again and it was like it's for weird three years. yeah for three years and it's like weird because i think that's kind of how we got on that's because we made yeah because we we i i ended up seeing Tom in all the places I was at. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. We, were, we yeah. were engaged in the same hustle. Literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, continuously like just like, oh, Tom's there, oh, Tom's there. And then we would then hang out all the time and then hang out and then do stuff and then be like, oh, what are you doing here? But then we'd be in the same well, lectures. It was like productive hanging out. Yeah, it? yeah, it like yeah. We were hanging out <laughs> yeah. because something needed to be done. Yeah. Um, and, and then when you find a friend in that and then you're just like, oh, I like this person. Yeah. Oh, I actually just want to hang with this person. Then you just, then you're just and like. I, just, I thought you were quite good and I've always, I've always <laughs> I been. Would, I've got the same, <laughs> thank you. It's the same with you, man. I've always been um, quite uh, attracted towards people who I think are good are good at things because, mm. because you you almost feel like okay i've gotten to this pl- you know when you're at school if you really like um drama for example yeah there's an amount of people in your year that also like it but it's not everyone yeah and then you get to university and do drama and it's like okay so now i'm in this year group okay mm-hmm. so everyone here likes drama to an extent mm-hmm. so i've gone from a school where it's maybe 10 percent of people to a, a course where it should be in theory 100 percent of people but mm but who's the best? Yeah. Who's the best at it? Yeah. Who's, who's, who's creating the most interesting things? Mm. And I think by nature, I'm quite a competitive person, but mm. I try and keep it not in a, I want to beat you or I want to do something better than you. Or, But like, I I, I get a lot of uh, motivation and drive yeah. from people who I think are my peers that are doing really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. I, was, I was really interested in looking around my year and thinking... Uh, and the year above and the year below, and mm. thinking, okay, who stands out? Mm. I want to be near those people because I want to contend with those people mm. in an exciting way. Yeah. Like if they're putting a, a play on, we called it in Manchester, the Mifters, yes. uh, which was the, the season of plays. Yeah. If they're putting on a Mifter, I want to put on a Mifter. I want to go see theirs. I want to see mine. It's not, it's, mm. it was yeah. never mean spirited in, 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 yeah. in my mind, but it was always like, you know, like, yeah. and, and then, do you know what? I'd go and watch other people's things. I'd yeah. Go, 
Oh, that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But isn't I isn't like what they did there? But yeah, isn't you know, that isn't yeah. that? And it pushes you literally. Yeah. But isn't isn't that the feeling that I, I thought Amelda goes? Me and Amelda go to cinema all the time, and I think that yes. um, every time that we go to cinema. Uh, and I've watched something that I enjoy, like we just watched Licorice Pizza, and um, I came out and I went, oh, I want to make films. Like and whenever when I saw waves, when yeah, I saw, yeah, when I saw yeah waves, exactly. I, came, I walked out of the cinema. This this was 2019, I think. Yeah, I walked out of the BFI, and you know, you don't feel any bad feeling towards the but you think, no. you think okay, so there's the bar. Yeah, and yes, see, and then you go see something else. You yeah, think, there's the bar, and yeah. your goal as a human being, yeah. as a creator, yeah. is to push the bar further. Yeah. Well, yeah, someone else. Well, this is the thing because it's almost it's, it's almost world yeah. domination. It's 100%. like it's like how can I yeah. contribute? How can I yeah. be more exciting? Yeah, yeah. exciting stuff. I've well, seen, well, it's, you know? it's 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 like a hunger, and it's almost I almost find it a little bit like an addiction because you get so addicted to this world that you're in. But then I think that from from being when I was when I was like seven and I lived in Enfield, um, I, literally five steps away from my house was a cinema. So I used to go there all the time. And before I really knew what the concept of cinema was, it was just this big screen with this food and this smell. I'd go in there and watch a Spielberg movie and be like, I don't want to leave. And then I think that was like fucking putting heroin in my in, in my veins because now I'm like. I chase that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the thing that you were talking about before where it, where it's like, I see it in, in both of you, where it's like, oh, I'm so interested in this. I'm now chasing it because I just, it's not even about necessarily winning. It's just about being there or having it or experiencing it again because it's just, it's amazing I, to experience I, I find that really interesting because sometimes I feel, I never considered myself a film person. Mm. Like I didn't study film in uni. I wasn't, I enjoyed film, but it wasn't a thing that I wanted to necessarily create. But I think that what what like you chasing that yeah. was me wanting to chase that feeling you get when you watch a certain type of film. So, for yeah. example, like my favorite films are like A Cinderella Story and yeah. Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. And yeah. they give me a feeling mm. and all I want and it's kind of like, you know, John Lennon-y. But all I want is to give everyone else that feeling. So it's like, yeah. I want to create things that give everyone that feeling. Yeah. And I know that you can do that through film and through storytelling and through all these different ways. So mm. it's like, how do I give people that feeling where mm. they're like, it's in the pit of their stomach and it ting that's why I love Christmas movies. It's like, oh, it tingles and it's like amazing. And I love mm. musicals and it's like, oh my God. And I want everyone to feel that. So I'm constantly looking to feel that and yeah. I guess give that out if if that makes sense. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? well, I, w uh, when I was at school, um, there used to be uh, secondary school. There used to be an array of different people that would do assemblies, mm. and one of them was the uh, deputy head teacher, Mister Gallagher, mm. guy from Liverpool, and he was at, he was quite a he was quite a hard man. He was quite a strict man, mm. um, and you you would being told it, it, it was known in our school that if you were told off by Oh Mr. yeah, Gallagher, yeah. Like a big deal. It's a bad day for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um, anyway, he used to do assemblies. Now this guy was so compelling in the way that he spoke mm. that I remember this. Um, I must have been between uh, you know eleven and fifteen because uh, then he left. But when he would spoke, or, or when he would talk about you know that there's some graffiti in the boys' toilets, and and he'd he'd give the monologue on, mm. on you know. I remember when he spoke, I was so locked on to the things he was saying that like everything 
uh, in the peripheries of him kind of got blurry mm. almost. And I could, and then other people would do assemblies and your attention would wane and you'd look up at the ceiling yeah. and, you'd, and you'd, you'd think, what am I going to do after school? And I actually remember, and you, you've just articulated it nicely about film, but I remember in terms of um, being really young and thinking about public speaking, mm. I remember thinking, how can I speak in a way that's as effective and commands attention as much as that? Yeah. Mm. And I remember, I remember feeling that way and I remember mm. thinking, why, when he talks, do, does every you can hear a pin drop? Everyone's silent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's really interesting, and I think it's true in film and and podcasting yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. and public speaking, poetry, everything. Whenever someone's really good at something, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, it's enticing. It's addictive. You yeah. want to yeah. be close to it. You yeah. want to emulate it. You yeah. want to yeah. think what part of that, that can I can I, I, yeah. can I can I bring into my own little yeah character or yeah. brand that, that yeah. I'm creating yeah you know and I, I don't think it's a, a dirty word to create a brand for yourself because all it really is is um the it's your ideal mm -hmm. you know, it's the way that you'd most like to present yourself mm -hmm. publicly it's, mm -hmm. it's the way that you'd be like okay of all the things I've ever learned and all the things I know and the things I think I'm going to put them all together in this form and this is what I'm going to present to people mm -hmm. yeah you know? mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it's um it's constantly evolving and improving and changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you just want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want it to be good. <laughs> yeah. You want it to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one, no one looks at someone doing a bad job of something and feels goosebumps yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean you know what that's actually becoming questionable because i've seen some really bad shit and i'm like why am i tingling all over because i'm just why am so, I so angry cousins what do you think is the most difficult thing about creating a brand because obviously like you didn't get create a brand 101 it yeah. was like something happened to you and then you reacted to that thing how, what's the difficult thing? What has been the difficulty since that moment of like, okay, I'm creating a brand. Mm. Now I have to do stuff. Well, Michael knows this because we just went on tour together mm -hmm. uh, around the country. We went to um, four different cities and, and did, what we did was we did a show that is the kind of, people's personalities have many different um outlets yeah. and, ma and many mm -hmm. many different ways of manifesting mm -hmm. when i was at university the type of poetry i did was so different from the type of poetry i'm doing daily on my channel now okay um because my audience was different my audience was people in their 20s yeah. mm -hmm. drinking a lot of alcohol yeah. who were um at a time in their life that's incredibly hedonistic mm. and, yeah. they, and they've got a different sense of humor and yeah. and they you know they like things that are more risky and all this and I would get up and perform in front of those people all the time. I didn't do any social media then. Yeah. Mm. They were my audience. And yeah. as a performer or a filmmaker or a stand-up comedian or a poet or whatever you are, um, part of it, and I and I, I do believe this, part of it is uh, a means of expressing yourself and how you feel. Mm -hmm. But I do think another part of it is I want to serve this audience. Mm. I want to give this audience a good time. Mm. Yeah. You know, in the same way that I would see Michael uh, perform in his band mm. in, in Pangaea. Now, Pangaea was the biggest uh, thing that Manchester University put on. Yeah, yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was like student festival. Yeah, yeah. Student festival, thousands of people. Yeah. Now, super fun. Super fun. Everyone's absolutely, you know, dressed up. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're kind of lit because they've been drinking. Yeah. Michael would never get up in Pangaea and be like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do some songs about heartbreak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, true. Um, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do a really slow set because it, yeah. because it it wouldn't it wouldn't be serving that the audience. audience. Mm. It's yeah. serving the Panjir people that mm. came to mm. dance and came to throw yeah. their body back and have yeah. a great time. So mm. Michael yeah. would get up and scream and he'd sing and the yeah. band would yeah. play loud. Yeah. And yeah. Michael would do actions and dance. He'd get in the crowd. He'd make other people sing. Yeah, yeah. So I had all I I'm not. In a similar-ish way, I was doing that kind of thing at university. Then mm -hmm. my context changed. Then I was in lockdown with my little brother and sister, uh, and I was doing bedtime. I was doing poetry that I could do to two seven-year-olds. Mm. Right, so okay. suddenly I lost all swear words. Suddenly, yeah. suddenly I stopped talking with language that I knew was going to alienate um, yeah. these little people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know you. Sometimes it's nice to tell little kids the truth, but it's also nice to make them feel like things are going to be okay. Yeah. So the the messaging became kind of hopeful, yeah. you know, because it was like because because they used to ask me all kinds of all kinds of crazy questions and and what do I know? I don't know anything. Yeah. So my answers always used to be kind of, you know, I I tried to reflect this in the Great Realization poem where I gave the little brother character the question, why does it take a virus to bring the people back together? Because mm. that's the kind of it's the kind of question that they were asking me all the time. Yeah. And yeah. The big brother just goes because sometimes you've got to get sick, my boy, before you start feeling better. It doesn't really mean anything, but yeah. it makes you feel okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Roald Dahl book can make you feel okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, yeah you know. exactly that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I did that poem and 60 to 100 million people watched it. Mm. And, so you th and, and then off the back of that, a channel was created where um, people were really excited to receive more content like this. Mm. It's not to say that the stuff that I was doing at university was me and now I'm doing something different or the stuff now is me and the stuff I was doing then is different because we just went on tour and we yes. did a we did a show that's that's much more um, age appropriate and yeah. mature but it feels like you know it feels like our personalities have lots of different ways of manifesting and yeah. with, this, with this whole brand thing I'm trying to find a way to um, speak as honestly as I can mm. in as many different mm. ways as I find interesting without without kind of um setting an audience up to expect one thing and then just left feeling left fielding them, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah yeah which i think is reasonable but also but also i don't know you know i don't know the answer to this question i feel mm. like if i if I, i've got this poem jack the lad about a uh, a really rambunctious student that i've never released on the channel because you know because of, of varying uh, concerns but i am including it in a show that i'm working on at the moment yeah mm. um you know i don't really know how it goes if you if you put something out and and the the, the audience you've assembled doesn't like it but mm. i'm trying to i'm trying to walk that tightrope between um you know giving people what they came to see mm. and doing things that are still interesting to me yeah <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 do you think do you think um it must it must get difficult it must get difficult later on when you when you begin obviously so now the audience is here it's different to uni where you're trying everything out. It, do you feel? Do you feel like sometimes you're a little bit constricted when it comes to when it comes to making stuff because now you've got this audience on your mind? Because I think, I guess for us it's a little bit different because we don't necessarily make so much short form content yeah. because obviously it's like it's still it's still like writing like scripts or TV shows or pilots. And, mm. But I I I find the audience question it boggles my mind constantly mm. because I'm always like. Ah, is this something? Because I with with a lot of the stuff that I write, I I'm 
my brain is constantly merging two genres together. So what I always find is when you merge two genres together, the first thing that, uh, that a development producer is going to ask you is, how does this work? Or you've got to prove that like um, sci-fi and horror can work together. Yeah. Yeah. And and those lines are really hard to cross because of your audiences because your film's going to either be on one, le on one end or the other end or you've got to find a way for it to be for both because there's not usually audiences for mixed genres because films aren't necessarily mixed genres do you do you find sometimes i so i think i think with our writing and with with our way of pushing into the world we have a lot we have a lot of like constriction in that kind of way do you do you find do you, do you feel it's the same with poetry do you feel like you're like oh man maybe maybe i could put out something maybe i could put is is there a, is there a space to put out something and it can just like can 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 mess up or do you go we've got to make sure that there's a certain level for everything is there enough place to play is what i mean so actually that that's a good question because um i feel differently right now uh in 2022 than i did uh since the great realization i've tr i've tried to uh i've tried to um uh set that up in a in a specific way so for example when when the great realization came out mm. The first thing, the first thing I thought about was, it's almost like if you keep, if you keep, there's many doors, yeah, in 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 this metaphorical uh, space, and you keep knocking on all of them, and all you want is to go through a door, mm. yeah, and finally you knock on a door and it opens, yeah. Mm. The the temptation is, oh, I'll keep knocking on this door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. knocking on this exactly. door yeah. because exactly. I'm, my hands hurt from all of the doors I've been knocking on for yeah. so long that yeah. don't open. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's one thing. Um. But your question is a good one because then it's like, do you become someone that only knocks on that door? Yeah. And then what what I found the the other thing that I did was, I didn't make it easy for myself to take risks because um because I came from being very interested in film, I wanted everything I made to have mm. a high production value. Mm. So right. I wanted to always hire a camera person. And mm. I wanted to mm -hmm. always hire a sound person. I wanted Katie Phillips, who's been with me since the beginning to create the music. Mm. Uh, I wanted sometimes for Sam G to help me edit and mm. sound sign and all of these things because mm. I wanted things to be good. Yeah. The problem is, uh, as we've spoken about the difference between theater and film is then there's an expense. Yeah. And every single thing I released in 2020 and 2021 uh, came with a price tag. Mm. Yeah. When it comes with a price tag, you think, if I, if I um, make something that I might not work and you know, it, it just, it's just nosedives, then yeah. it's a, it's a waste of capital. And if I run out of that, then I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and, so, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought a lot about that and I thought I, I'm currently putting out something every two weeks. The production value is what I consider to be high considering I'm effectively trying to make a short film every two weeks. Yeah. When you think about it, you know, in, yeah. in the past, I've spent a whole year making a short film. Yeah. yeah. Now I want something to feel as produced as that fortnightly yeah um with with similar similar budgets often so what i did for this year is i set myself this challenge of can i write uh can i write record edit and distribute uh an original piece of poetry mm. in video form every single day of the year yeah, yeah. obviously um you know that there's constraints there on your time and your freedom and things like this. But what's lovely about that is suddenly the expectation of production value has disappeared. Because, yeah. because if I say to if I say to this online audience of people who in, who enjoy my stuff, I'm going to make something for you every day. 
Every day I'm going to make something for you. Yeah. Or suddenly no one expects it to be... Um, this incredible... This, yeah, this yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. cinematic. So that's done something interesting in the yeah. sense that I've... If if I continue to put... Because you've got... With an audience, you've got this almost this unspoken contract. Mm-hmm. 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 If every two weeks I start putting out a poem that I filmed on my iPhone, mm. it's almost like, but we were getting every two weeks something that was beautiful that you were yeah. that, that you that you that you yeah. you got other people involved on and worked really hard on so why is why is it dipped you know yeah. you're breaking the contract then mm. but if i say i'm gonna i'm gonna work harder for you i'm gonna make something for you every day mm. but then you're gonna have to accept this dip mm. then there's something there so mm. i've kind of i know i've said i'm gonna do a poem a day but what i'm really saying is I'm going to take more risks this year. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make something for you every day. Yeah. That's a massive risk. The production, the pro- really, really the production risk, yeah. value, the production value is going to drop. I have to film these on my iPhone mm. uh, because I have to put them out each day. I have to use stock music mm. because yeah. I have to put them out each day. Yeah. I'm still, we have brand partnerships and poems that are very close to my heart coming throughout the year mm. that I'm still going to work with Joe Hobbs and Katie Phillips and yeah. Sam G yeah. like I was before, but every day something's going to come out. Yeah. And what I hope that means for 2022 is there was a poem I, I've wanted to do for ages, and it's really silly. It's about uh, about a snail, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that I, I, when I was going through stock footage once, I saw this, I saw this great thing with a snail with a ladybird on its back. Yeah, and I just thought I'd love to just do a poem from the perspective of that snail, where I'm doing voiceover for it. Yeah. I really wanted to do that, but when <laughs> yeah. I was putting out a poem every two weeks, I was like, "There's no way, yeah, yeah, I can make one of my two week poems that the snail one, yeah, the yeah, snail yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But if you're putting out something every day, yeah, you, you can, can you try, you it. can yeah. do that, yeah. And after I put that out, I got a text from an old teacher, who's um, who's whose daughter. Uh, has Down syndrome and is having a really, really difficult time. Mm. Mm. And there was this long message about how um, she, she'd been having a really difficult day and she really liked the snail poem. <laughs> and I just thought, I was never going to do that in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's nice. So yeah. your yeah. question was good because actually I've been thinking about that a lot yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think there's a real beauty in taking risks. And I think what I what I get a lot from Imelda is just take the risks. Like right, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like, but the audience, and but but I need to make something that's gonna, and it's really hard when yeah. it, when you're on the level when you're trying to put out a TV show or a film because you're like, well, I've got to prove that this can firstly get a budget of X, yeah. it can then make 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 back X, and you're, it. yeah, I think money stops people taking risks more than their audience. 100%, I think hundred percent, hundred percent. Last and year, really I felt like I couldn't creativity. afford to take yeah. risks, yeah. and so what I've done was I've dramatically reduced um, yeah. the amount it costs to try things. Yeah. Mm. In the same way that for, for you guys, because you're film and television writers, you're not going to be able to take as many risks on a TV show as you mm. can on a podcast. Mm. Exactly. Or as you can uh, when you make beats, yeah. a piece of music, yeah, yeah. because you can control those elements. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So you can take risks. Right? Exactly. On the films, you yeah. kind of feel like we have to prove ourselves before people... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also there's so much to sort of... There's so much... The more hands in a pot, the trickier it gets. I think the more opinions ha- the more imp- opinions you need to take in to consideration because of money, and yeah. um, the yeah. more people you need to serve, almost yeah. the more um, you have to kind of alter yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I feel like um, in 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 terms of what you just said, you, you, if it's only your success or failure on the line, mm. um, you think. You know, I've been up, I've been down in my life. You yeah, know, yeah, it's if, gone then. If, 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 it, if it yeah. doesn't work, I'll try something else. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, when yeah. you've got a staff below you, mm-hmm. or you've got, or yeah. you've got a whole crew of people, or you've mm. got investors, or anything like yep. this, people's think, jobs on the line. You think 
well, it has to work. Yeah. And yeah. that's a really bad mentality for creativity. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, yeah. it's 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 really difficult. It's, it's really, really interesting. Difficult. It's so interesting that you say that because we were we were discussing that. You were mm. talking about that uh, yesterday because we have a short watched, film. Yeah. We have a short film in post production, and it's been in post production for about Seen glimpses. It's very exciting. <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah. listeners. It's, it's, it's been yeah, it's, it's been, been in post production for about a year now, a year. and that's because um, this has been very depressing. It's it's yeah. there's a lot to do with it and it's expensive and it's very very expensive and i think that we have so many people that have worked on it um in worked on it in 2020 mm. and they haven't like come at us with like pitchforks and you know but but, you, but, but you, you, yeah. we, we still think oh crap this needs to get done so they can they can well, you feel, they, you, so yeah you, you feel, you feel really guilty bad. you feel, you feel guilty, yeah. guilty you yeah. feel a huge obligation well yeah. yeah you feel really bad because you because you convince people that this story that i have is important isn't is important enough for your time and, yeah and you convince them hey guys i really believe in this and you and you come together as a team and you tackle it for five days and for um for like gareth and joe um it's been like two years because it's gone from it, it being a feature film and then kind of going through the 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 ups and downs of that to then going okay okay we, we could, we're going to control it ourselves and we're going to make a short and you do it and then you get to this point where it's like i don't know if this is going to come out and then you go oh man i've just i've wasted two years of someone's time yeah well they've, and, they've invested time and and, and you that, feel like you haven't returned it yeah yet. and it yeah. makes and, and and the thing is when when it when the basis of it is if i only had the money you just you feel you feel like it's it's such a hit to your stomach because then you go well yeah if i was rich then oh this wouldn't even be a problem and then you get into these weird spaces when it can limit your writing because then now you're like well i'm only going to write something that can be that can that will that will hit all of the criteria of like a bbc show or a netflix show, which is great like those are great there are lots of great tv shows on that but it's like i'm just gonna write something and make sure that it fits the paradigm rather than just be creative and be open to someone going what you have here is really good. I'm going to take it. Because that's actually how it works for all the people that we love. They made something that they enjoyed. Like Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge made Fleabag and she made it from a show and was like, I'm, I really enjoyed this. And then it got picked up from her creativity. Same thing mm. with Michaela Cohen, I Made Destroy You. It got picked up from her, her creativity. Same thing with Quentin Tarantino and Spielberg and, and a lot of the people, even even, even people that we may, may not like. It's based on your own creativity and and you, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do that, but when when money's in the way, man, it re it can just it can just kind of put you in this really depressing state, which I feel like I've been in for a while because it's just like because <laughs> <laughs> it's because it because it really gets you because you're like yeah oh I just I just wanna I just I just want it out so that so that I can share it with these people because I'm going back to the cinema thing I want to I want people to sit down in my cinema. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I want I want to be able to give out those feelings and when and the business of it all is is and it's I, difficult. I know that like um that is a massive conversation that we've been having recently. Mm. But I think kind of going back to what you were saying about like um trying different things and going into different things, one thing I learned, the biggest thing I learned in 2020 was pick up all of your different creative hobbies and creative outlets. So true. It was because obviously what I do, I'm a TV writer. I love TV. 
I want to write TV. I want to make TV. I cannot do that on my own and overnight. I don't have the money to do everything like that, but I love to write. So I am going to write. But what else do I like? Mm. What else am I interested in? Who... I wasn't just given this one interest. I like to paint. Yes. I'm going to get some canvases and I'm going to freaking paint. Poetry as well. I'm yeah. going to write some poems. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to do something with yeah. that because even though I can't I have a script or I have a several scripts and I'm like, "Oh, I've got these pictures and they're great and I'm sending them out and oh, I hope something comes from it." That's can't be my lifeline because it's a it's a massive knock to who you are. Do you 100%. know what I mean? And it's like I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to put down final draft and I'm going to pick up a paintbrush. Yeah. And it's, and I'm going to feel just as fulfilled. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it, like we're creative human beings. Well, well, even, even, even to, even to the extent of creating podcast stories where it's like, okay, well, we can't afford to make a short every mm. week, but we can afford or every month but we can afford to write a podcast story and then it's like oh actually that means i get to make music and, and put it on top of it that's and, yeah your that's your both version of the what i'm doing yeah the exactly. Of the day. And yeah it's exactly the same and, and it's it's that understanding that you i mean you you both know i have aspirations of um you know of of writing and directing and producing series and, mm. and yeah and, and films and theater um you know on, on bigger scales and and uh, doing live shows and all of these things, mm. but you can have these aspirations. But very often, it's not going to be us personally that's able to uh, bankroll them or, yeah. or, or provide yeah, yeah, yeah. those opportunities for ourselves. So it's like, yeah. okay, okay, so I'll move, I'll move the boulder whenever I can mm. in that direction. Mm-hmm. But until then, I have to be doing something that's mm. within my control. Yeah, that yeah. I can afford to do mm. regularly and practice and improve mm. at. And, yeah. and and you mm. guys are starting these audio stories. I do these tomfoolery poems, and I'm I'm getting the hang of it. And whenever I get the hang of it too much, mm. I try and make it more difficult. Mm. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think that's really important. I think it's difficult. I think. It's difficult being a creative. Yeah. And it's difficult trying to... I just don't think you have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, yeah. the thing. Exactly. I think people have temperaments, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I think creativity is a temperament. Mm. And um, and I know, you know, I know I know people who are um, kind of... Uh, I, don't, I don't say this in a derogatory way, but more conscientious and administrative administrative. And yeah. if you sit them down with a uh, a computer and a, and a bunch of tasks, we'll just power through those tasks yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really effectively and it, and it's it's more scientific it's more mathematical yeah yeah uh, then i know creative people who kind of find that painful yeah they want to just yeah. they just want to explore they want to talk to people they want to wander over here wander over there <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. but maybe at the end of the day they've painted a picture yeah or, yeah. or written a song yeah or, or a poem or something yeah. and it's not you don't get to choose who you are. Mm. <laughs> you just get to you get to decide how much you're going to let who you are <laughs> be. Yeah, you know? and, yeah. And, um, and I and think it's a shame when it's stifled. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think a really important thing for for all creators out there, I think is, I think I think there's something really really beautiful in saying, pick up what you have, and like if you're like okay, I've got some stock footage, I have my phone. And I have these poems. You can, you can, you can, you can sharpen your sword. Because I think, I think another thing that's really what difficult. Can no one take away from me. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when we, because when we were in uni, I think one of the things that was really difficult about wanting to be a creative was you felt that the first thing that you make has to be 
the Pulp Fiction. Magnum Opus. Yeah, the Magnum mm. Opus. You yeah. have you have to make them because you think you look at Justin Bieber and you go, well, he made Baby and he got picked up by Usher. Do you know I mean? And you go, and it, that's how it started. It, it wasn't Baby that picked him up. It was some, it was something else. One less lonely girl. No, or, it was something else. That was I'm not his a Justin first, Bieber fan. That was his first. <laughs> Justin, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> that was his first album. It wasn't th- he did his first ever song was One Time. I know he did. You got and, it bad on the guitar. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, that's yeah. when Usher was like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think. But I think, anyway, we're talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> I love him. I love him. You're great, Justin. But um, no, but genuinely, it is one of those things where I think everyone thinks that you've just got to make this magnum opus and that's what it is. And I feel like that's what we were like at uni. It was mm. like, there's going to be the boom, that's it. And I think that what's really important is that as we kind of grew up and we're getting, we're getting older, is that we've kind of realized that we just need to be sharpening our swords yeah. and sharpening, 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 sharpening. And one day you go to battle. And But that doesn't mean that the sharpening the sharp, is so important because you need to learn how to wield it first and use it before you can start fighting. And I think that I think that what was it really interesting is that I think um, a lot of people may think that you just, it was the great realization, but you've been doing it for maybe four years, five years beforehand. <laughs> Do you yeah, get what I'm ten, saying? Ten, ten, yeah. ten years. Yeah. And that's a lot of poems. And you were still going up for, um, going, you were, you were still doing, doing loads of stuff. You did like, you did like, the, there was like um, the thing at the roundhouse. And yeah. do you I mean, you were really putting yourself out but there I, as a I poet. Remember, I remember doing, um, I remember doing some shows. I did, I did, um, I did this one, I did this one poetry show that I'll never forget because, uh, it, firstly, so many there were so many things that were strange about this about this ask, but it was in a pub, <laughs> yeah, and it was Robert Burns' night, which yeah. is famously a big night for Scottish people. Mm. And uh, this pub, um, the 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 manager of the pub knew me uh, somehow through a friend of a friend, and asked if I'd come down and do poetry for the patrons of Robert Burns' night. I kind of thought I'm not Scottish, but okay, yeah, yeah, I like doing poetry. Let's go. Yeah, so we're going to, I go down to this pub now. In my head, it he had announced to you know tonight we're having a poetry night and there's going to mm. be a microphone and, and all this mm. i get there firstly everyone in the pub has just gone to the pub it's not been announced anywhere that there's a poet it's, uh, there's not a poetry evening oh no the people in the pub have just gone oh, to the no. pub. Go to the oh, pub. not only this yeah. no microphone no oh, stage man. oh no just just a corner of the room and he was like he was like can you just go in there and just and and do some poetry and I was like, do you want me to just step into a like, room like, and okay. start speaking? And now here's the thing. Out. Here's the thing. The um, above the corner of the room, and none of this is none of this is uh, is is um, embellishment. Mm. Above the corner of the room where he wanted me to do um, poetry, Chelsea were playing Tottenham on. The, on the oh te- my on the TV. god! And I kind of said, and, and he turned it off, and the people got so angry that he had to turn it back on and mute it. Uh, so then I had to stand underneath a television <laughs> broadcasting football doing doing hard-hitting political poetry <laughs> to a room full of people who did not want to hear it, most likely Scottish. So funny. <laughs> and I, I just remember thinking, like, there's got to be more than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I keep scratching this itch, there's got to be more. <laughs> Please. That oh is so God. funny. That, oh, I, that's horrible. That, <laughs> that is horrible. Good, but horrible. I think everyone has to have like a few of those, those stories. Of those. You yeah. have to, you have to have stories where it's like, where this I, is you, what I had to do. Yeah. You, you go home with your forty pounds that you paid me for that, thinking, 
was that was that public humiliation? Yeah, yeah, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The train, the, the train was, was more expensive. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh my god, that is mental. That's so funny. I don't have any. Um, I don't have that. I, just means you will. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and that's yeah. what I'm worried about. I don't think I have any stories that I can think of off the top of my head like that per se. Mm. But I know that. I have stories of strife and struggle, oh, but I think yeah. I, I I do have some uh, definitely public humiliation. To, I don't do well with public humiliation. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I don't I've think my fair share. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I my would. My favorite thing: public humiliation. I don't think I would come come back out of I think the hole. That's a category online. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my no. god. Um, I want. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to ask more on the film side of it because obviously the poetry thing is slamming. You're killing it. Um, slamming. Slamming. Killing it, bro. Um, <laughs> 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 um, how how do you? How do you picture this um, this transition into film? Will it even be a transition? How do you how do you picture your 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 film career? How does that work? Because I know that you've worked, you're you're working on something at the moment. Um, yeah, what how, what was was that? Are we looking at you as an actor? Are we looking at you as a producer, director, or three? I think that I would I would love to see you act. I think that again because well, I had a bit part in the film that the three of us made together. Yes, when yes. I say a bit part. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Five seconds of public humiliation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a great five seconds. No, uh, that's, what, that's what she said. Um, no, uh, I um, yeah, no, really. I mean, realistically, I'm kind of. Uh, I feel. I feel now that I would have worried a lot about those kind of questions um, uh, a few years ago. Mm. Of, of of how how am I going to move into this or how am I going to move into this. Uh, uh, for now, and and you know this, the, this may all end at any moment. You mm. know, um, and uh, I'm trying to, to 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 make good decisions and to hold myself well so that doesn't happen. But yeah. I'm well aware that that um, you know sandcastles get built and then sandcastles yeah. fall down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's the story of a sandcastle. And, uh, <laughs> um, so ultimately, I'm just trying to uh, make this experience as. Uh, meaningful and 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 rich and useful as possible mm. um for for a long time for a long time in in the life of all three of us and and maybe maybe people uh who uh who are listening to this um you feel like there's a there's a drought of opportunities mm. you know you feel like you know i'm i'm good at things mm. but 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 no one no one can see that yeah. and no one's offering me opportunities yeah you know? um after I released that poem, I, I had a really radical experience of living twenty six years of my life where I had to make opportunities for myself. Yeah, you know the 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 BBC would never want me on the news. Why would they? They didn't know yeah. who I was. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not even, yeah. I'm not even <laughs> saying it's bad of the BBC. No, they didn't no, want of me course on the news. not. Like, why yeah. would they? Yeah. Why would yeah. they? Yeah. So, but like that was that that. It's not gonna happen, and yeah. and, and the making money from doing a, a poem for a brand for that that's not gonna happen. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. All yeah. So every opportunity had to be something I was willing to create for myself, like mm. like the film that we all did. Yeah. Then this video came out, and overnight, I went from never being offered anything. Yeah. Everything I did was was just conceptualized yeah. and enacted, conceptualized yeah. and enacted. Overnight, it was, will you do this? Will you do this? Will yeah. you do this? 
for the first six months, it was how many things can I say yes to? Because yeah. because I I felt like uh, someone who had just wandered out of the desert who who was being offered water. yeah 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 you know, literally like, just in the fountain I, how yeah. much can I drink yeah yeah you know, literally because, because you're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh this might go my yeah. Goodness, yeah 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 this just, this just, might be a mirage I've, I've, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for, for twenty six <laughs> years I've been making my own water and yeah, I was like oh yeah, you, you want to yeah, give me some yeah, yeah. like, okay yeah. okay that's really something yeah um then what happens is you get used to water. And yeah. that's really interesting because yeah. your your mind wow. your mindset changes from someone who is starved of opportunity yeah. to someone who's actually thinks what and uh, hey I I mean this when I say for any human being that can get themselves into a situation in their life where mm. they get to choose between opportunities it's mm. like you you already you already made you already won yeah pat, pat yourself like good 100%. now 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 it's about different things your problems have just shifted it's yeah about, it's about how you it's about how much effort you put in mm. you know it's about how you hold yourself it's mm. about it's about whether you um choose things based on and i'm not even being critical here but it's about mm. whether you choose things based solely on financial gain mm. or whether you choose things based on uh your own personal enjoyment or mm. you choose things based on whether you think it will be useful for other people mm. and a bit altruistic mm. or somewhere in the middle or somewhere in the middle yeah or or, or, or a melting pot of all three of those things yeah. you know yeah. And yeah. so it's like you know firstly you've got no opportunities i know what that feels like yeah uh, and i know lots of people do mm. uh and it feels horrible it feels really really horrible yeah and then you have lots of opportunities it's just yes to everything now yeah. now i'm in a now i'm in a stage where um and obviously, as I, as I said before, with the sandcastle, I understand if it falls down, maybe I end up back in the desert. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to deal with that if that happens. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but now it's like, okay, of the of the things that are, I, I think I came close in the first year after the great realization to what people describe as being burnt out because mm. I said yes to everything. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't yeah. bear the thought of not doing something. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't bear that thought, and yeah. so. Um, it was just yes, 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 and I was I was running like a hamster on a wheel, and then and then I found okay, well I can't keep that up, yeah, and it all stops if I can't keep going, mm. <laughs> if I can't keep making some yeah. stuff, everything stops. So now it's about with the time I have, what is the most useful, enjoyable, and sustaining. Mm. Uh, sustaining mm. is the clever word I'm going to use for mm. making money because mm. what I've realised is I want to make nice things. I'm working on a, a project that really sadly we're announcing next month otherwise I would love to talk about it now mm -hmm. but I'm working on a project uh, that we're going to announce next month that is the biggest thing that we've ever done mm -hmm. and in order to make that I had to pay lots of people yeah. in order to pay lots of people you have to have done things that, to that bring the money yeah 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 and so your decision it's really difficult finding the balance between saying you know uh, we live in an oppressive uh, financial system that, mm. that keeps people down because we do, but but you also you start to view money as a tool, mm. and, you think, and you think if I make it, I can use it, and, and yeah. hopefully you're yeah. choosing to use it for something yeah. useful and sensible and yeah. enjoyable for people. Yeah. yeah, and so you're weighing up all these things with every decision you make yeah. about opportunities that you take. So in terms of your, sorry, I've kind of uh, wandered in a circle, but in terms of your question about how to get into film, uh, at the moment, um, at the moment, my full attention is with making a poem every day because mm -hmm. I think that's a good mm -hmm. mental workout for me and mm -hmm. I think uh, the audience online are, seem to be it's been 13 days they seem to be enjoying it mm. my focus is there um, I want to start a podcast this year because I enjoy talking to people mm. amazing because they're, because they're um, 
because the it goes back into the financial enjoyable and um financially enjoyable what's the other thing Sus- sustainable S- yeah um well, talking, wait, no, it was talking, sustainable, enjoyable, and um, no, useful. No, we got useful. Right. useful. Oh, useful. There we yeah. go. Useful. There we go. Uh, I don't know about useful. I never do when I do things. You hope things will be useful. Yeah. Mm. Uh, financial, I, I don't know about either with the podcast, but enjoyable. I like yeah. even you guys inviting me in today. Yeah. Love talking to people. Yeah. yeah. And so that was one of my goals for the year. And I'm working on this theatrical show, mm. um, which will be me, Michael and I kind of glimpsed at it when mm. we're doing our tour but mm. it's going further than that yeah and that's enough for me to think about this yeah year. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah if i get if i if i get to new year's eve 2022 and those three things i kept up the everyday thing um i started that podcast that i that i wanted to start and yeah. the the theatrical show has progressed it's like good man okay. yeah, yeah. What, do wanna, what do you want to do next year yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's a really good way to look at it yeah. so yeah that is i don't I think I stopped um, trying to plan my years like years ago. I think yeah. I think I was three. I was too growing up. I was very this is what I must accomplish. I was like my bars were always so high, and because they were so high, never get them, never get what you want, and then you crash so low down. And I yeah. I couldn't. It was just very difficult for me to be able to manage these things. And, and I always thought I was never really good. It was like I, my work rate was never good and I didn't do anything. But I think that so so one thing I learned was just be, just be, just see how it goes and enjoy the process, I think. Mm. And that's what I've been doing for the last maybe like two years. Yeah. <laughs> and it, do you know what? It hasn't actually been too bad. It's well, been It's been okay. And I think that... When the list was long, I shortened the list. Yeah. And then now I, I don't have one. I'm just like, do you know what? I'm going to do what I'm enjoying. And I'm going to take yeah. every day as it comes. And I'm going to just be like, this has happened. And yeah. I'm, this is what it is. And this hasn't happened. And this isn't what it is. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's the best way for me to, to deal with it. Yeah. I feel like, like you got, I feel like you, I feel like we both said that. and But you got there before I did. And I feel like the beginning of this year is me very much like i think i thought i was doing it i thought i was <laughs> such a planner like to the to the point of like i think it's because there's too many ideas in my head yeah so i can't i can't let like let go of any of them mm. so I'm like, oh it's cool I'm, I'm just i'm just being creative but it's actually i'm like well this will come out in two weeks and then that will come out in a year and then this will make this happen and then learning yes. to kind of get rid of that whole framework and being like actually let's try this differently yeah and really kind of attacking this year with I don't know what's going to happen at the end of it, yeah. but I know that I know that we make a podcast every week. Um, I know that I'm writing, and um, I know that I make music. And and then and then you're like, I think the thing that's really difficult about that is the social pressures mm. of like of like looking like you're just kind of like like you said like this bohemian that's just kind of like hey I'll just kind of do whatever. But I'm really just trying to be in like live an enjoyable life, trying to be as responsible as possible and trying to sustain myself, mm. but, and trying to prove to my family that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> no, <laughs> do, do you get what I'm saying? And it's so hard when you're like, yeah, I'm just recording a podcast today. Yeah, I just wrote a story about aliens. It's hard to say where it's going yeah. to anyone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it always sounds ridiculous. 100%. It always sounds ridiculous. Of course it does. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what you said there that I completely agree with is what you can say is, Every week, I'm going to make a podcast. Yeah. Or or today, I'm going to write a chapter or an episode yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. Like you can, 
that's not yeah. ridiculous. Well, because, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do that. Well, this, yeah, yeah it exactly. Yeah. exactly. And right. I think that's the good thing about this podcast. I think mm. it was it happened on a, on an actual whim. Yeah. And I think it was, I can't remember, it was like November 2021. Yeah. And I was like, I was in like a terrible place and I was just yeah. like, why, I was getting taught this lesson about rest and not yeah. moving too much and yeah. just enjoying every day as it comes and I was really mm. fighting with it. And um, I think I was like, what can, I was like, we have this company. Yeah. And I was like, and I just feel like there's so much potential, but I don't understand. I felt like I was like waiting for someone to open their hand and just shitloads of money comes out. Yes. And it was like, I can't do that. What can I do? Yeah. And then I was like, we're going to do a podcast. Yeah. Because we've got things to talk about. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity for us to yeah. do things. Yeah. But we're going to post more on social media because yeah. we need to show people, oh yeah, we like we have some kind of followers. It's yeah. like, yeah, people are, people will be interested like i believe everyone has an audience yeah. people will be interested in what you have to say yeah so then i was like michael you've got mics yeah you've got we've got a quiet room yeah and what's so we weird can do it. what's so weird is as soon as she went oh we should make a podcast then my brain went bing and it's like oh yeah maybe we could like write short stories yeah yeah and yeah. it was like and then maybe we could like and then maybe like all the things that we really want to write because every time every time we get a no or every time we'd be like stuck on a script, we'd be like, I just want to like write to write. It's like, maybe this is a space to do it. And because also it's a it's, good space to just practice. To practice. Like yeah. different, how can I write different genres? How can I write different this? Because yeah. I feel like when we, we have like the projects in which we continuously write, but sometimes you can get so boxed in to samey kind of, well, you get you get boxed into the things that the development people tell you is great, or like uh, I think yeah. sometimes because you go, oh, this one, this they one, like this. Oh, th yeah, this one's been taken off the market, or this one's being being shipped here and there. It's like, okay, well, maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> maybe I'm a, com a comedy writer. That's where I am. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's and that's what happens. But I think what's been really really lovely about doing this and what I what I wish for every creative is to fall back in love with being with the creative part because mm. I think the business happens the business side happens and it finds itself but I think we get so focused on like making something and that giving us 20 million and then that 20 million we then just like turn it into a business plan and the next thing you know you're just like flying your private jets and I think that I think that's what a lot of us think the first whatever the first song film TV show script is going to make you into who you are when really it's like we need to learn how to enjoy it again like mm. when we were kids like when we were in uni because when you're in uni when we were in uni like you were saying you would just come up with an idea and everyone would do it for free why because there was no concept of money really because mm. we weren't there to earn we were there to learn do you know what I mean so nobody was like expecting <laughs> yeah, bars hey hey you put down the t-shirt ha ha right there you're not there to earn you're there to learn <laughs> <laughs> www.hawthorne.com <laughs> in the merch um yeah no no oh but no gosh. but genuinely but genuinely we we were <laughs> we we were there to learn like we were and that's why that's why every because everybody was you would go to somebody that you trusted and went hey could you be my producer hey could you be my stagehands hey could you do makeup and they'd be like i've never done that before but now i'm being trusted 
to do something. And that's why we all fucking loved it. Because everybody, you just, you just, we went to see Lion Man and Tom would be like, Tom was very big about like sets. So Tom was like, I need to make this feel real. So I'm going to get grass and I'm going to put tents up. And it was like, I felt like I was at a camping site. Me, it's like lights and music and anything that can make you feel like you're in a surrealist world. So I did that. doesn't mean it was the best thing I ever made, but I got to enjoy it and fall in love with it. And I just think that sometimes the business element of it or even and a lot of the time this is without the understanding of the business element of it can just kill creativity and um it's just a beautiful thing to know that you're not doing these these a poem a day because you're like you know it's going to be really good for the uh for the analytics you're doing it because it's like actually i want to <laughs> i want to i want to i want to try more and there's probably ones that are going to be like yeah the tom also, foolery omni didn't like this one also, <laughs> Also, but I did like, but I did like the slug. Yeah. Yeah. Snail, the snail, the snail. What are your, um, what are your fans called? Are they fool, fool, fools? Fularians, <laughs> fooligans, fooligans. That's good. That's a good one. That is good. The fooligans. The I like, I like that. The fooligan army. I think that I think they'll be a gentle bunch. They're not like the barbs. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah. They, they, they won't, not like the barbs. They won't run anyone out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Uh, oh, that's good. We know. Now we're peace and love and positivity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, actually, yeah. it's actually me that's most likely to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's my so god! I also, I think one of the things that I enjoy is that you don't. When you do poetry, it doesn't seem like you're like, oh, look how good I am at poetry. Do you know what I mean? I think it's <laughs> yeah. so like poetry. Unfortunately, like as a poet, it has that air of pretentiousness mm. so aware of this. and it's like mm. look at how good my wordplay is oh my god yeah. everyone click for me and so, it's like yeah so <sighs> mystical and and i i have such a great understanding I, of the yeah, world and, and, and politics and, and it's like social yeah it's I almost got, like poets think that they are the elite of the creative world in well, some well, ways yeah. like, you know they mean? probably once were in the, in the yeah times or literally yeah. what i was gonna say I yeah i love i love when i uh write a poem and release it and the thought that somebody might hear it and think i could do that yeah i, I really like that i know re- yeah. I, re- I really i really like that that's I, cool I, I don't i don't um i try and make them i try and make them interesting i try and make the thing that i'm talking about more uh important to me than the um whether i you know whether i use incredibly complicated like, like mm. i don't yeah i don't think you're winning by um by excluding people and by excluding people i mean writing something that people can't understand or mm. have to decipher like a rubik's cube it's like yeah it's fine it's fine and, and we all we all have moments where we like to showboat a little mm. bit mm. and do something really impressive because mm. because we like that magician's uh effect of how did he do that mm. yeah uh you know how how did how, when did she breathe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like we love, we love that, and that's that's wonderful. But also, um, the mentality when I was writing the Great Realization, for example, was how can I write something that my little brother and sister can understand? Mm. And they're seven. Yeah, and you know, it's like, well, when when your goal is to make a seven-year-old understand. You're not concerned about showing off anymore, yeah, because they're not interested about you showing off. In fact, if you try and show off, they'll get bored and wander off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so, true. so, so it's so like true. okay, so so what can I do? So so you do many things. You radically simplify. I radically simplified my language. Mm. Um, uh, I made the rhyme scheme very simple, very gentle, very um, nursery rhyme esque. Suddenly, I wasn't trying to do like a, a trap beat or a or a grime scheme. It was mm. it was like okay children have a lot of nursery rhymes okay mm. then 
then my presentation style changed. When I was at uni, I used to da 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 I slowed everything right down mm. and I started speaking in this voice that has become a bit of a um, uh, a motif of the yeah. tomfoolery style of the tomfoolery poems I do mm. where my normal speaking voice is slightly faster mm. and slightly um, I don't think I have a high voice but it's it's higher mm. whereas when I do the tomfoolery poems I want it's almost like that ASMR effect yeah. I, I like people to feel comfortable yeah. and I like people to feel like they could just close their eyes and imagine something and listen to oh, this. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in a spa. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, yeah, in a yeah, spa yeah. and there's yeah, candles yeah. and you're yeah. warm and, you know. Because yeah. you want to paint a picture. You want to yeah. paint a picture and mm. for, to paint a picture for someone they have to be comfortable, mm. not yes. uncomfortable. So I do all these things and I and I speak in that ever so slightly more whispery voice and all, the, yeah. and all of these things are just an attempt to make it a more enjoyable listening experience for whoever it's targeted at. Mm. Yeah. It's not to say when me and Mike go out on tour and I'm doing Jack the Lad, um, I would never perform it like that because that would jar. That'd be really weird. And yeah. Then it's like, then it's like you're laughing, you're giggling. Yeah. You're, you're not doing that silly low voice. It's all. Yeah. It's all like this. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just. It's just deciding. It's like the Pangea thing I said earlier. It's yeah. deciding where you're at, what you're trying to do. Yeah. 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 So true. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well. Have you had enough of me? This was, yes, I think so. I think We're we... done with you now. So Get out. Leave. Get out. Seems, Hang up your headphones seems reasonable. and move on. <laughs> um, thank you very much for having me. I know I'm the first guest. I'm sure there will be many more. Woo! You guys are making yeah, people feel really comfortable. Woo! And yeah, thank you. It was really fun. Yeah, no thank worries. you, thank you for coming, Tom. Have we got have we got any questions for Tom before we, before we leave? Um, why is your hair blonde? <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I think you'd much better as a brunette. No, I'm joking. Uh. <laughs> I thought it'd be actually interesting. The though. milkman was blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, his name was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good. Yeah, no, good. No, thank you so much for coming, Tom. Um, yeah, it's yeah. been a pleasure. It's been awesome. Zip it up and, and zip, zip it, it out. out. <laughs> okay, zippity doo dah. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys see you guys thank you so much we'll be back next week with a audio story with an audio story that will not be destroyed by Omricon I'm putting it down right now amen amen to that <laughs> double that see you later in a bit bye 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 that's it for today make sure to follow us or subscribe to us on Instagram Twitter YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you might find us we love you. Thanks for helping us rewrite the British story in film and TV.